We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast you can get all of your pack a day updates by following us on twitter at pack a day podcast and remember to subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play tune in stitcher or spotify and of course you can always check us out at cheeseheadtv.com I am Maggie Loney, joined by one of my co-hosts this week, Andrew Mertig. Andrew, week one didn't really go the way that we wanted it to, um, so that sucked. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I get it. You know, people, they're rightfully bummed about the Packers' performance in week one, but at the end of the day, like, it's a road loss to a tough divisional opponent. The Packers played like a team that hadn't played any of their starters in the preseason, And in my opinion, there were still some positives to point to that were like almost could have been kind of situations. And that's enough to make me think this team is going to bounce back in a big way, just like they did last year uh, over the next several weeks. So um, I'm feeling relatively optimistic, ready to turn that page. How are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest sting here is that it's a loss to an NFC North opponent and any NFC loss is tough, which is, you know, why the Packers need to respond accordingly now against the Bears on Sunday. And because it doesn't get any easier, right? Like week three, you know, they travel away to the Bucs. Um, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Of course, we've got Sunday Night Football on deck. 
this week featuring what I consider to be the best rivalry in sports, also the oldest. Um, I like this one because I, I like most Bears fans that I get to encounter and talk to living on the border between Wisconsin and Illinois. So can't say the same for Vikings fans, but I do actually really like Bears fans. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you. I think, you know, that's like a friendly rivalry where you might banter back and forth and, and throw some shots. But for the most part, uh, people understand and respect each other's organizations, whereas Vikings, that is an altogether different story. <laughs> But anyways, before we get into this week's content, I, I totally missed the boat on this last week. I know you had some exciting updates about PAX, what she said, and I just wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about that a little bit. Hey, yeah, so we signed on with Odyssey Sports uh, for PAX, what she said. So nothing really changes as far as where you can find the show. You can still see us on She Said TV or wherever else you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, but you can check us out on Odyssey, and they just, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a really big deal and something super cool, and um, I forgot to mention it last week. So if <laughs> well, you're not you. listening to Pax, what she said, and, like, what are you doing if you're not, uh, make sure to go <laughs> check that out and support Maggie, who is awesome. And, of course, Perry, uh, another member of the Packaday family. Uh, you two do an awesome, awesome job on Pax, what she said. So I just wanted to pub that out and and we're being nice and friendly to each other because Kyle's not here and it would normally be <laughs> Kyle's responsibility to talk us through the next topic and that is key matchups right uh week one didn't go as we hoped or expected but it is time to move on and we want to help you get ready for this week's game on Sunday Night Football and so it means that we are going to go through another round of key matchups and x-factors as always, we're going to take some time to dive into the Packers' upcoming opponent, the roster, and talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in the football game. But then, of course, at the end of each show, we share an X-Factor, um, and then we also share how we think the Packers' route to victory could look. Uh, so let's jump right in. Uh, Maggie, we're going to let you start today. What matchups are we going to look forward to this one against the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I called dibs on this one in the group chat earlier this week. Um, mine is Dominique Robinson versus the Packers O-line. And I think, you know, one of the biggest question marks for Chicago going into the season was what their defense would look like. So many pieces had changed in the offseason. And we broke that down uh, in detail in our Bears episode, which I checked our notes. Uh, we recorded in June. Holy cow, does time fly? Um, but Akeem Hicks obviously is now with the Buccaneers. Khalil Mack was traded to the Chargers. Eddie Goldman and Danny Trevathan were released. So, you know, the question was who's going to step up for that defensive front. And I think we got that answer week one against the 49ers when rookie fifth round pick Dominique Robinson announced his presence in a big way. He had one and a half sacks, two quarterback hits and had a tackle for a loss. Um, and that one and a half sacks led the Bears defense. So, you know, we saw how Green Bay's tackles obviously struggled in week one against Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith. Primarily on the right side of the line, I thought Yash had a pretty decent game. Um, so Robinson is certainly somebody that the Packers are going to need to be aware of going into Sunday, especially if at this point it doesn't sound like David Bakhtiari will play and Jenkins is kind of a question mark too, being limited in practice so far this week. Yeah, and we will see, you know, if the production of Dominique Robinson was more about the field conditions. And there are, yeah. there are players in the league who just 
like those slow tracks or bad footing or poor conditions they excel in and that that in a in in and of itself is a special characteristic and honestly somebody who can play in crappy field conditions probably will thrive in chicago but um like robinson lot lot a lot was shown in week one, and it's going to be really, really interesting to see if he can maintain that. Um, I'm going to cover one of Kyle's key matchups since he submitted them. He was nice enough to do his homework and then not show up <laughs> for the show. Uh, hope you're doing all right, buddy. But um, Kyle had chosen Aaron Rodgers versus the stopwatch. And, and what he was essentially getting at here is just like, we know... <laughs> Kyle is a big advocate for Zach Tom play right tackle. We don't think that's going to happen. But basically, Aaron Rodgers can't hold on to the ball the way that he did this past Sunday. And so getting it out, getting it on time, being on, being in rhythm um, is what got Aaron Rodgers to his back-to-back MVPs. So really, Kyle is looking here like play within the Matt LaFleur offense, number 12. Um, and I think we can all support that. And then my key matchup is going to be Braxton Jones and Larry Borum against Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. And so if you don't know the Bears tackles, let me give you a little tutorial. <laughs> Braxton Jones is a rookie fifth rounder out of Southern Utah. And Larry Borum was a fifth round pick last year. So the Bears have young offensive tackles who do not have high draft pedigrees. That alone should be a recipe for success for the Packers edge rushers. But I will say pro football focus liked what they saw from this duo against the normally fearsome pass rush of San Francisco. Borum put up a very strong 75.3 and Jones had a not so great, but fine for a rookie fifth rounder 58.4. And that was boosted by a 62.7 pass blocking grade. And so, you know, if there's one thing I know is that playing in a monsoon is really going to help the less athletic players on the field. Those playing conditions are going to neutralize somebody like Nick Bosa. So I'm really looking forward to see how this duo reacts in better weather and on the road. Um, Yeah. Here's my plea. Please get loud, Lambo, uh, <laughs> and disrupt these young tackles. But I think we could see Rashawn and Preston being really, really disruptive on Sunday and causing a lot of headaches for Justin Fields. You said that plea so delicately and politely that I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> you know, like and and I will I will say, like, over the last two to three years, I have noticed that like the crowds at Lambeau are getting better. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like coming out from COVID and maybe some of the uh, more traditional, more experienced season ticket holders are starting to uh, ease into retirement and maybe not <laughs> going to as many games, or maybe it was, you know, not in their best interest or whatever the case is. Um, but I have noticed the crowds getting better, but like, I don't know. I can yell and scream that people need to yell and scream all I want, but uh, whether or not people want to listen, I guess that's up to you. But that is fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So please get loud, Lambo. My second key matchup is AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones versus the play calling. And I'm kidding, (laughs) (laughs) but this was absolutely the easiest, most obvious matchup going into Sunday's game. And it's just run the ball. Right. Like, I mean, the, the actual Packers.com website ran an article earlier this week, and they said that when Jones and Dylan combined for at least 25 touches, the Packers are 10 and 0 with Rodgers under center. So, you know, maybe that statistic would have changed last Sunday, but Dylan had 15 touches total, and Jones only had eight. So, for those of you that are not math majors like myself, I was not a math major, <laughs> that's 23 combined tackles. Um, 
And I think what's most shocking about all of that is the rushing attempts. A.J. Dillon had 10, and Aaron Jones only had 5. So all of those numbers coming at you to say that the Packers know what they need to fix going into Sunday's game against the Bears. You know, obviously the weather conditions were insane in Soldier Field week one, but Chicago allowed 176 yards on the ground and a touchdown to the 49ers. So the opportunities will be there. And we've said all offseason on this show that with Devontae gone, the wide receivers can still be successful and, you know, the Matt LaFleur offense can operate, but things need to funnel through Green Bay's two backs first and foremost. And, you know, I think getting this duo involved in the passing game will open up so much of what everything, like everything else that Matt LaFleur wants to run. And, you know, as much as they'll help the offense find a rhythm, I think they'll also benefit this young offensive line that may or may not be without Bakhtiari and Jenkins for a second week. Um, Kyle's point, like you said, did his homework for us, which is great. Um, Second key matchup for him was the Bears wide receivers against the Packers corners. And I mean, obviously the the premium matchup, I guess you could say at this point, is Jay Alexander and Darnell Mooney. But Darnell Mooney is not Justin Jefferson. So to me, this really boils down to this is a Packer secondary that I think got humbled a little bit last week. Didn't like the performance they put on the field. Not too many receiving cores in the NFL will be worse than the Bears that they will see at least at this point in the season. Um, I think EQ right now is technically listed as the Bears wide receiver two, and it's not a knock on EQ. It's just to point out that this isn't a trio like we talked about last week with Jefferson, Thielen, and Osborne. So looking for this young secondary to rebound now that they'll be playing more together. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, this is a Bears roster that is largely devoid of talent. And I think... <laughs> that shows at the wide receiver position more than most 
Um, and so we will see how how the Packers choose to match up with that. I'm going to not blow my key to victory later, but it does involve something you just <laughs> talked about. So um, my final key matchup is Kyler Gordon against wide receiver two. And it does look like Alan Lazard is on track to play. And I don't expect Jalen Johnson to necessarily shadow Lazard, but whoever Johnson isn't on will be covered by the rookie from Washington, Kyler Gordon. I did really like Gordon um, and he uh, coming out of the draft and he had a solid game on Sunday, but he's still a rookie cornerback. And I think there's going to be some opportunities for Watkins, Dobbs and Watson on Sunday, um, which is also a good time to mention that Kendall Vildor is the Bears slot corner who is like a <laughs> solid ish player. But I think there's going to be some room over the middle of this field to exploit for Packers receivers and tight ends. This feels like a really good time for me to talk about Jaquan Brisker and how upset I am that he is with Chicago and will be coming to Lambeau Field in a Bears uniform. But those are, of course, our key matchups for this week. So let's talk about then our X X factors going into Sunday. Really glad you mentioned Jaquan Brisker because that may come into play right here. My X factor for this week is Christian Watson. Number one, I am a sucker for retribution stories. And I have incredibly high hopes for Watson, and that has not changed after Sunday. Forget the drop. Like, let's just yeah. agree to move on. He was consistently getting on top of Minnesota cornerbacks. The reason it's really well documented, right? Like, there's a lot of video out there. I think Peter Bukowski has been doing a pretty good job of of sharing clips about Watson explicitly and showing that, like, hey, on this play, if the production hadn't broken down, Rodgers was going to have Watson for a big play. Yeah. Or, hey, Rodgers happened to not be looking at him, but um, Watson was open. Number 12 is going to notice those things in film study this week, right? And he doesn't make the same mistake twice very often. So um, I mentioned, you know, he's likely going to get a lot of fellow rookie Kyler Gordon, and I'm not sure Gordon has that extra gear to stick with Watson on the nine routes, which he was executing so well anyways. So the Packers can get the run game going. Big if. This goes back to, to Maggie's, <laughs> Maggie's key matchup. Like, you have to call the run plays. Um, but I think you can get Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker, who I, I also really like, but is still a rookie safety, to peek in the backfield a few times. And I could see Watson flashing down the sideline and another perfect strike from Rodgers. But this time, I think he's going to come down with it. So put me on record as predicting a 60-plus yard touchdown from Christian Watson this week. So this is actually really funny before you jump into to Kyle's matchup or his X Factor, because Perry and I, on Packs What She Said, we're both talking about how it would be so Matt LaFleur for them to open their first series on Sunday with a 75-air deep shot to Watson, like just run it back, identical, just see what happens. I would not play the pass them. That's... <laughs> That's probably a yearly good prediction. Um, and now I'm stuck giving Kyle's X factor, <laughs> which will probably make mine look bad. But he went with Adrian Amos. So um, it's a good one know, for the Bears. <laughs> well, yeah, he does always play awesome against his former team. Right. Um, and so Kyle's points were really like he does always show up with a little extra swagger when the Bears are playing uh, or when the Packers are playing the Bears. And. I think the secondary group probably is a little embarrassed about how things went in Minnesota. So I think Kyle is leaning on the pass rusher is going to be really good. There's going to be some plays to be made. And it, and he's he's counting on Amos making a couple of big ones in this game. 
Yeah, so I'm going to take Robert Tunyon as my X Factor. And A.J. Dillon led the Packers in targets on Sunday with six. Um, but then Jones, Romeo Dobbs, and Tunyon all had five. So now that he's back in the lineup and healthy, I'm going to have him be my nod for X Factor this week. And, you know, there were some thoughts that maybe he was on like a snap count last week. I think he only played like 22% of snaps or 22 total snaps. Um, but we talked about trust being huge for Rodgers and, you know, he's going to go back to Watson and Dobbs and they're going to get opportunities after some of those, you know, growing pains in week one. But he's still going to also be looking for old reliable options in the receiving game. And big Bobby Tunyon is only one year removed from that 11 touchdown campaign. And that same year, he had just an insane catch percentage of 88.1%. So I think he can still be a difference maker in the LaFleur offense. Um and I would expect his numbers to increase as he gets healthier. He's going to reacclimate into the offense. He'll play more snaps. And um, for comparison's sake, he has played roughly 60% of offensive snaps the last two seasons. So looking at if he did play 22 snaps on offense in week one, it's only 36% of snaps. So I would expect his numbers to go up and then his targets will go up. And, you know, I think him and Rodgers will get back on the same page fairly quickly. Yeah, that's a really good point. Kind of easing their way back in. Um, for for Tunyon. Um, and now is the part of the show where we talk about what our path to victory is. We don't necessarily have that defined. It can be the Packers' path to victory. It can also be the Vikings' path to victory. Um, so things that the pack, <laughs> the Vikings, the Bears' path to Rent-free. I'm so caught up in this game. You see, I haven't even moved on myself, Maggie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So anyways, my path to victory uh, for the Packers is safety play. And uh, we'll go back, you know, Kyle's X Factor was Adrian Amos. I think Amos and Savage were kind of brutal against the Vikings. The scheme was bad, but despite that, a couple of Jefferson's huge plays don't happen if the safeties are just where they need to be, um, especially that big one. And, and you saw in the All-22, you know, Kurt climbing in the pocket under duress and kind of throwing a duck out there. And Amos bit on the inside for some yeah. reason. I, I don't know what he saw. Of course, you know, I don't have the capacity to play NFL safety, so I'm not sure exactly what instinctually caused him to take a step forward, but that's what caused him to get beat. And so when you're playing that cover two shell, you just can't let the guy get behind you. Um, and I think, you know, they can't let that happen this week against a really bad Bears offense. So... If the safeties play really well, I think the Packers are going to be in very good shape to walk away from this game comfortably. For the Bears, I think the only chance they have is just to make this game really ugly, slow it down, have a lot of long drives, maybe Fields extends some third downs and gets those into conversions. Um, get Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. That that one it seems a little <laughs> bit more obvious with all the questions on the offensive line and Robert Quinn on the other side and, and uh, Dominique Robinson, as you talked about. So, um, you know, I, I think the Packers should walk away from this with a comfortable victory. But that being said, it's the NFL. It's tough. So there's a, a lot of things that can happen. Yeah, I think what was maybe one of the weirdest parts about Sunday is that Amos and Savage never both have a bad game. I mean, Amos, I can't remember the last time he actually had a bad game, but you yeah. know, even when Savage isn't, you know, maybe playing up to snuff with the rest of the secondary or he's biting, you know, Amos is always kind of old reliable. So I guess the silver lining for Packers fans is that it's rare that both of them are not on the same page because 
you know, it just doesn't happen often. So that, that kind of ties into my path to victory for this week. And it is to play mistake free football. Obviously in week one, the Packers were the team that was making all of the mistakes, losing a fumble, throwing a pick. And we're just not used to seeing that from an Aaron Rodgers led offense where protecting the football is so paramount. Matt LaFleur like builds his identity around turnover differential and keeping the football safe. I think they were like plus 12 last season. Um, so just heading into week two, you know, the Packers defense is going to get their opportunities to then force some turnovers against Justin Fields. And I believe it was in their two games against Fields so far, uh, the defense has had three picks and six sacks. So you've got hungry DBs that are looking to right the wrongs of week one against Justin Jefferson. You've got Rashawn Gary, who had the team's only sack against Kirk Cousins. So you know that Clark and Smith, these are guys that are going to want to tee off against a not great Chicago O-line. So this is an incredibly winnable game on paper, like you were saying. And obviously, paper only tells us so much. That's why they play the games. But if the Packers can protect the football, make fields uncomfortable, I think that they win by two scores on Sunday. I think it's too early in the season to call this a must-win game. But I feel like Green Bay really needs to avoid falling to 0-2 on the season because that also puts them at 0-2 in the NFC North, which is probably the bigger issue. So Sunday Night Football, you're at Lambeau Field. It's prime time. You're under the lights. It is the most historic rivalry in sports. If the Packers can't bring the juice for this and get that energy level up, then you just fire the season into the sun because what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is, is, is true. And, you know, not only would they be 0-2, but then they'd be facing a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Um, so lots of, of stuff is riding on this one. Um, and while the Packers are heavily favored, of course, they have to come and, and show the potential that everybody had um, that made us all so excited about this 2022 season. And and I think it's still there. I remember how deflated we all felt after the Saints game last year and trying to get that uh, ener- energizing feeling back. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what we're working towards. I think, you know, the Packers are going to come out and, and play really well on Sunday. Um, but we will see. Uh, that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, even though he doesn't show up. And then we have <laughs> Maggie at Maggie J. Loney, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Remember to also follow at Packer Day Podcast. Uh, we do have uh, tomorrow at 4.30 Central, we have the Packer Day Happy Hour. And I'll actually be a guest star, so you may not want to check that out because you last week- want to hear me again. When you said that you were never, ever going to get invited on, and then literally week two, you're already making your debut on Happy Hour. I know. It proves that Andy <laughs> does, in fact, listen every day, and I yep. guilted him into it. So I feel I feel pretty good about that, you know? Twisted you get a lot arm. of good things in life through guilt. Um, but you can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Friday. Next week, we'll be back previewing the Packers' week three matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.